Hi, Quickalectuals. Welcome to another episode of our Quickalectuals podcast. Um, today's episode, we're going to talk about the semifinal with Pakistan and Australia, and also the final coming up tomorrow between Australia and New Zealand. I'm joined by my co-host here, Rufan. What's going on, man? How are you feeling? I'm good, man. Uh, what a roller coaster of a week we had. We cleared the knockout stage uh, undefeated, and then this came the semifinal. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, I, I know. It was uh, it was fun to watch the entire match, and I thought we had it until the last five overs. Uh, initially, I thought we were 20 runs short, and I think that was probably gettable in the last over as well, but uh, it would have been a, a good uh, target to compete with versus what we had on the board. That's so funny because I thought the same thing. I was like, I was so confident we were winning. I was so confident. I was, my kids were watching with me again because uh, we were off that day. It was the Thursday. It was Veterans Day, the holiday here. And um, yeah, we're just home and it was on in the morning and we're watching it and I'm feeling so confident telling the kids, yeah, we got, we just need two more of these Australians out and after Warner, we're going to be good. And now they're, they were standing at, you know, five out. And I was so confident. I was like taking bathroom breaks. I was like, ah, it's going to be fine. I don't need to watch every moment. <laughs> and then in the, at the very end, I'm like, oh my God, they lost. And then my wife, my kids are like, what? They lost? <laughs> and I totally caught them by surprise too, because I was preparing them for a win. Beauty of cricket, man. I think it happened. And I don't know if you have heard about the term Australianism, where they believe match is not over until the last bowl is bowled. And they, they really go by that uh, method and they actually train and psychologically uh, prepared themselves for each match. And they always come through. We have, I think, six out of six defeats against them in a knockout stage. Yeah, I mean, I, I've, I've heard of that. I mean, I was, you know, telling my kids exactly. We think, I think they're going to win, but obviously it's a game of cricket and we just got to wait till the very end. We're going to see how the game changes, if at all. You know, even though Pakistan had a very strong showing, it did feel like they weren't so easily in the game. Like you couldn't very confidently say that, oh, the game's in the bag. Australia was always right there at the edge of, you know, possibility that they could come in and they just utilized the little mistakes that happened in the end from the box on side really well to get back into that zone of, yeah, we got the game. So they just never let them get totally out of it, which was really, really, I think, commendable and also credit goes to them for that um but let's you know break it down a little bit um what do you think about the pakistani batting they batted first they scored 176 with the loss of i believe four wickets and set australia the the target of 177 what do you think about the pakistani innings I think we did great, actually. The, the only occasions where I thought we could have done better, and I called it when Babar Azam plays the last ball and you haven't hit a boundary, he always takes a chance. I mean, he scored 39, which is, which is a good score, and he's had a good campaign overall. The second uh, over was uh, that I, I thought could have been dealt better with was 19th over when we only scored three runs. Yeah, and that's man, where that was, the that game that- could have changed. Who was that Australian bowler? What was his name? Cummins. That was just crazy to me that that, that was happening. I, I really think that's the game changer, despite of what people are saying. Has somebody dropped in the catch? I think that was it. 
And another thing I noticed, uh, Asif Ali plays very well uh, when you bowl him a wide yorker, and he usually hits that on mid-off, but he opted out to hit a straight six with that. And that was obviously, you lost distance when he tried to, to attempt that. So, And he could have stopped that ball, man. We had enough balls to go around to, to stick around. But, I mean, you can always break it down this way in a negative way, but of at course. the end of the day, you got to notice you've never seen the nerves exposed on Australians playing any team. And they were visibly nervous playing Pakistan. Uh, I've never seen that before from Australia. They show a lot of confidence. And that day, it looked like they were, they were playing either England or South Africa. Pakistan put a lot of pressure on them. And games can change, man. You can pinpoint little weaknesses here and there. And that's what competition is all about. So Hassan... Uh, Hassan Ali, uh, Asif Ali hit those four sixes, right? We don't talk about the bowlers' weaknesses. We talk about Asif Ali, who yeah. hit these sixes. So we got to give the credit to the batsman, man. It's at that, at that point, they have nothing to lose. Hardest rope is going to come last over, and he's very pacey. All you have to do is just nick him, and fours were going to go behind the stumps anyway. So... There, I think we were 20 runs short, and uh, even if uh, Asif Ali had taken that catch that wouldn't have changed anything really so you would have liked 196 and and uh, uh correct me if i'm understanding correctly you're feeling like uh, a bit of asif ali could have done a little bit better to get close to that total he didn't have to go first ball that's what okay. i think and 196 would have put more pressure and they would have started hitting in the 16th over versus 17th and 18 and that changes the uh, you know, momentum altogether because they, and they were four out. We only needed two more wickets and Stoinis was the, on the other end. I was scared of him more. Yeah. Uh, you didn't mention uh, Rizwan while talking about Pakistan's uh, batting. Uh, what do you think of Rizwan's inning? Dude, what a gem of a player. His uh, brilliance, resilience, and mastery and how he plays the game is, is uh, awesome. Think about, man, this guy was in ICU for two days. He comes back. He scores his 50. was nervous a little bit. He might have been sick because we haven't seen that in any other matches. Got hit on the face, had a bruise on his face. Uh, he was struggling while running between the wickets, but he came through, man. I uh, All praises to him. And I saw a comment when they officially announced on uh, ESPN Crick Info. Uh, Facebook page about his sickness and he was in ICU. I just wanted to see the comments to see saying negative things about him. Not one man. Bravo to him. He had an excellent campaign along with Barbara Azam. Yeah. And you have any thoughts on Fakhar Zaman's inning? Fakhar Zaman struggled in the beginning, but he played a great inning. I think he he, he did well. Uh, he, he was slow in the beginning, but he made up. Yeah, totally. Um, I feel similarly to you. I, I feel like Rizwan's inning was really uh, key because he also, you know, when he picks up, he really makes up very quickly for the slower rate that he's going on at, in the beginning, like Babar Azam. Babar and Rizwan both start not super fast T20 style. They start one day style. You know, they're doing a run a ball they never usually fall behind the balls in their scoring, which is great, but they never also score at a T20 rate either. Uh, Rizwan is the one who usually speeds it up uh, first, and that's what happened in this game as well. His strike rate was 128. 
67 runs off 52, which is which is good. I think he picked up with those sixes in, in the end, which was nice to see. But in the beginning, yeah, definitely, I felt like he still was not fully healthy or didn't have his eye in. You know, he was swinging too early sometimes. Yeah, so I was worried about him. And just to also state my my view on this, I do not co-sign him coming and playing that day. I know it's right now social media is going crazy about how brave he is and how courageous and whatnot and what a hero and whatnot. I agree with all that, that he played. He, he played his innings and all that. Obviously, if he's going to be allowed in, he was going to do his best, and I think he did. I just thought it was a bit irresponsible given the pandemic situation that if he had some kind of an infection, I don't know if it was viral, bacterial, whatever the case may be, that he was allowed to go to ICU and, and be in the team the next morning. It's it's kind of, to me, it didn't, it didn't settle well. Like I felt it was irresponsible on the management side. Like we should have given him the proper rest. I'm glad he's okay. I'm glad it all worked out in the end. So they're looking yeah. like they made the right call. Congratulations to them and good that Rizwan is okay. And he performed well. But I was just really shocked that they allowed him to come in in this kind of a situation, jeopardizing a game like this, but also jeopardizing his own health. But moving yeah, I think on. your concern is rightfully placed because if he didn't perform well, we would have been criticizing right. him and we would have been saying the same thing. So it's fair to mention that. And the guy should have been rested. He did. He's done well. Things happen. He's sick. And to send him out there with all the other players, uh, it, it shouldn't have happened to begin with. Yeah. I mean, you know, I know people have played sick before, like people have, you know, they, there's all kinds of stories about Trey Bakhtar, Wasim Akram, Imran Khan taking shots and painkillers before coming in because it was a big game. I understand that it's a World Cup game. He's a star player, key player, highest run getter. We needed him. Uh, so I'm, I'm just glad it worked out in the end. Um, but it's something to be concerned about that, you know, we have to put people's health. Um, and even if he was saying he wanted to be in, I'm sure he was. I'm sure he wanted he was probably the one that said, I want to be playing for my country in this important game. I think other people are probably there who can make a better judgment in that type of a situation to not also, I mean, especially if it was something like a, uh, like a viral thing, you're also jeopardizing a lot of other people's health. Um, yeah. But, we had the manpower. We had a opener. Yeah. Sir Faraz. Sir Faraz yeah, would have, would have been a, a controversial pick because he, he's very slow in T20. Uh, I don't know. He could have been picked. Yeah. He well, he would have been, been picked out. for the wicket keeper. But, but because... people were really concerned about, had the rally not getting a chance, and that would have been a perfect uh, situation where Fakhar Zaman is known yeah, yeah, to yeah. open anyway. You could have brought him earlier, and had the rally could have taken his spot and uh, rest Rizwan for for the final. Right, that was another bad judgment because if he was already sick and you're having him play semifinal, you're not giving him enough time to recover. And yeah. I think his presence in the final was more important than semifinal in this case. Yeah, and I feel like you know, in many ways. I feel like God was on Pakistan's side. Um, we'll, you know, talk about yeah, Warner's, Warner's dismissal. <laughs> Australia dropping catches. Have you ever heard of that? I, I've never, I've seen never heard that. of that. Pakistan being criticized on since the team has gotten so good. Now we're criticizing how the runouts were missed, the direct hits. <laughs> and I'm like, we're, we're ungrateful. Yeah. We're That's the thing we never criticized before. Yeah. And then that happened in Australia as well. So I think the best team 
uh, really won that day. I, I can't say Pakistan was weak because they made more mistakes than we did. On that topic, what are your thoughts? What side of spectrum are you on emotionally? But what are your thoughts on that? Are you happy with the uh, total performance or are you upset that things could have been done differently? I'm 100% happy. I'm totally in the grateful, gratitude, blessed kind of a zone. I feel all the things you've said, I'm not going to repeat them again. I agree with 100% of the things that you've said. I just feel like nobody was expecting this team to be reaching the semifinal. People were talking about India, New Zealand, even West Indies before Pakistan, because West Indies had won two World Cups before. So people even had them ranking higher. So I feel like they beat not only the odds, but showed that they um, were very consistent. And I think they did great overall. It's okay. Anybody could get out in these knockout stages. You just need one bad game, a couple of bad decisions or mistakes, and you're out of the game, out of the tournament. It could happen to anybody. So I think anybody who reaches the semifinal and gets dropped out, you know, it's just a matter of chance. It's like the day, that day wasn't your day, and that's fine. It happened. Could happen to anybody. Yeah, and no, I think this uh, knockout loss stung the least out of all the yeah. ones we've been through in our lifetime. Because uh, I mean, it was really five stages of grief in a matter of two hours. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I concluded to acceptance very fast uh, after yeah, looking yeah. at what type of company. Because we, when did we start this uh, podcast? Were eight or nine episodes in? Full episodes. Yeah, we started two months ago, right? And when we started, we were talking about there was a lot of negativity, uncertainty in the team. We had lost our CEO. Oh, my uh, God. Drama. We had a new chairman. Chairman. We had new coaches. We had uncertainty in uh, uh, selection of the team. Uh, New Zealand had bailed out from from a tour and, and England. From there to what we were celebrating last week, it's, uh, <laughs> yo, man, this is something else. Like this. It takes about five to 10 years to improve a team that's going through that much. Exactly. And we really proved a lot of heads wrong. And to start off the campaign beating the favorites, it was, it was wonderful. So I'm, and, and let's not forget the unity that we've been showing. Our audience who are upset with our loss, just remember, this is the team going forward. We have to support. And the unity and the friendship we've seen in the dressing room is it's we've That's never had important. that before. There have always been disagreements and fights in the dressing room. And egos. And this right. And these nine of the playing fifteen are what they they played the World Cup for the first time. That's right. So it's also a new team taking over some experts from other teams. And we did wonderfully well. And I'm very happy with that. Yeah, as well. I feel um Pakistan clearly deserved the World Cup. Like they, even if they lost, they should, they should be the winners, right? Like that nobody, I think if you'll just look at it statistically on paper, how things have panned out, clearly this was the deserving team. And we have seen many times before that sometimes the way cricket goes, the deserving team sometimes gets out. And, and that's just what happened. You know, they won all the games. They were undefeated. Nobody could beat them. They beat the finalist, which is New Zealand, um, you know, they beat the second favorites, India, in the very first game. So clearly this team was World Cup final worthy and ready. Just one bad game. That's life. And we have, we have the players with the highest scores. Uh, and uh, <clears throat> we were put in the spotlight 
Uh, Babar Azam, you've heard of him uh, on many occasions, and we're Pakistanis, you know, we support him, but he was underrated for sure. They t- talk about these mm-hmm. fantastic four, and Babar Azam is not one of them, which is ridiculous because he is number yeah. one ODI player. He was number one T20, and he's back up there. So to mention the fabulous four on the uh, basis of batting performance and not have Babar Azam clearly shows you that the world hasn't seen him on this stage. Clearly, And he proved a lot of heads wrong. And then Rizwan, who nobody expected. People didn't know who it was. And it, I totally agree. We are the winners. And for those who are upset, not because of Hassan Ali or Shaheen Afridi is over, just remember, they've been saying that, oh, this is, if we were going to win the World Cup, this was the team. And that's why they're upset. Well, clearly, this wasn't the team because we didn't win the World Cup, but we showed right. the strength that we have. And, and we can beat big teams, and that's what's important. And let's just hope this team is still intact when, when we go on to the next World Cup, which is next year. Yeah, I want to address the, the two things real quick. We were, again, we were just going through Pakistan's batting. You, you mentioned Hassan Ali's name a couple of times. I want to definitely share my opinion on that. And um, I did have something to say about Babur because you just mentioned Babur also. I, so now putting our, you know, critical hat on for a second Pakistan did great not saying anything should be different but one of the luxuries we have as analysts to is to think about you know areas that could could get better right so one of the areas that I'm thinking that I've been thinking for Bob Razum and and I think I'm not the only one who said it many people have said it outside of our show as well that the strike rate is is kind of a concern sometimes he makes it always work. He always does well. By the end of his inning, he always makes up the difference. But when you look at 39 runs off 34 balls in a semifinal game from a captain and the world's best, best batsman, I don't like those numbers. And those numbers are very common in Bobber's history. You know, he's just just around, just above his the number of balls he's played. Then he gets his 50. Then he hits up, you know, picks it up a little bit. Then he gets to maybe 120 strike rate, 25 maybe. And then he gets out. So I just don't know if this brand of cricket is going to put you up, you know, put you past the finish line against teams like England, Australia. As we have seen with Australia, they're batting. They come to hit. They don't play around. They don't wait. They don't stay sensible at all times. They're doing paddle shots off of the fastest, one of the fastest bowlers, Shaheen. And one of them was, they're paddling him across and behind the stumps for sixes. Their number six, number five batsman is doing that. Our, our batsmen are having a hard time our lead batsmen are having a hard time hitting 130, 125 strike rates. And then our numbers five and six, you know, they're also having a hard time against good teams to kind of score at that level. They're, they're giving Cummins an over where they only score three runs. Again, Cummins is a great bowler. Maybe he had a really awesome spell. Good for him. Australia also did really well. They're a smart team, but these are some things with our batting that I'm not liking because even though we know how to win games, we have been clinical to the definition, hundred percent. 
Pakistan has known how to win games. They put in just the right amount of effort to win a game. They don't try to be fancy. They haven't tried to do anything crazy, which I like and respect. And I think that should be the way forward. At the same time, t- different games demand different kinds of tactics. If every game your tactic is to take the freaking game down to the wire, to the 19th over, 18th over, and not do the hitting with your hitters, your big hitters early on, then you're going to put a lot of pressure in over 18, over 19. And you then you send in Asif Ali in over 18, and he knows he can only hit. But if he came in over 14, 15, maybe he would have had more time. But we didn't start accelerating until over 16. And that I keep see. I saw that every game over 16 is where they pick up. And I'm thinking, why? You are only two out. Pick it up over 12, over 10. You know, teams after their first 10 overs, they go hard. Our team was not. Our team was very strategic. And, and I appreciated the thoughtfulness. But that's not the brand of cricket that is going to get us past the finish line, I feel. I don't know what your thoughts on that. I just had to rant for a bit. That's okay. No, no, that's completely understood. Uh, two two factors that we got to take into consideration. Uh, like we talked about, you talked about Babar Azam. Initially, we discussed that he should come down, uh, one down at least. And I think that's the problem. I, I don't have an issue with his strike rate. I just don't think it is at the role that he's playing right now because the opener should be faster. They should pick up score. They should pick up 100 runs together within seven overs. And Babar Azam, obviously, is a careful uh, batsman. It's, he brings stability, kind of like uh, Shoaib Malik, but, but better, right? So I think he should come two down. That's where his spot is. And as far as the hitting score in the last 15, 16 over, if you do notice, that happened often in Dubai pitches for some reason. And especially batting first, we put up 179. That that was also a good score. Yeah, I could agree with that. And the second thing uh, was the Hassan Ali, Hassan Ali question, right? Like people pointing fingers at Hassan Ali. You already said uh, that, you know, uh, Stoinis could have done damage too, even if Hassan took that catch. That's one thing. But I also feel like we had other chances. We also got breaks. Australia got one break, right? We... We also got breaks with Warner's wicket. The, the, you know, our own uh, catches were dropped. So that's just part of cricket. One or one or two catches get dropped. One or two two runouts get missed. Both teams usually end up getting a little bit of that, a little bit of luck that works our way. Um, but I think if we start pointing fingers, then there's a lot of moments you can name that can be yeah. the match turning points, right? Because after the game is already done, you could say whatever you want to say, like we're kind of saying right now. So you could say it was Shweb Malik's sixth, uh, not Shweb Malik, Muhammad Hafiz's dead ball that he bowled, the no ball that got thrown for a six that bounced twice before it got to Warner and he <laughs> pulled it for a six. You could say that was an extra that we didn't need. You could point, you can, you know, name uh, Shaheen's three sixes that he got um, right at the very end. At the, at the very death, he's one of the best death bowlers. One can blame him for not knowing how to bowl at that moment to those people who are known to make shots like that, but he kind of gave it to them. Um, so 
we can we can name a lot of people. We could we could blame Bob Rosam's slow scoring rate to make up for that twenty odd runs that we we said we were missing. Um, we could blame it on Asif Ali for getting out on a duck. We could blame it on Shreve Malik for getting out on a one. So if we start doing that, it's just not healthy. It, it doesn't help anyone. It's a team game, team effort. A lot of little mistakes happen on both sides, as they do in a high-pressure, high-intensity game. So I really think it's stupid to point a finger at Hassan Ali. He's had a rough patch. Sure, he wasn't the best bowler. All right. But he didn't single-handedly made us lose anything uh, either. I mean, he's had a every team has had a bowler or two that's gotten, gotten gone for runs. He's gone for runs for us. He's also taken a couple of wickets for us here and there. And it's fine. I, I don't I don't see him as a problem um, that that's causing us to lose because he didn't. So I, I think it's not a fair thing to to do that to him. Yeah, it's it's uh, funny. It's our nature to pinpoint all the weaknesses only when we lose and we fast uh, forget about it when we win. Uh, for example, when uh, Shaheen Afridi gave the overthrow boundary against India match. What if we had lost that match for three, Imagine five, that. three runs? Imagine that. And then these players, man, they have families. People are bashing Hassan Ali's family. And the guy didn't really intentionally uh, drop that catch. Things happen. Imran and I, Khan I actually has think it was catch. a tough, tough catch, man. I mean, people aren't talking was, about that it was a tough catch. And let's not forget uh, Shaheen Afridi gave three sixes. That's, that was the total score. Yeah. I mean, I'm not blaming that on him either. Right. So why are we hating on Hassan Ali so much? It's a team effort. You know, the people are just so harsh. It's just incredible. And we also, you know, have a tendency of just not even recognizing the other team. Like they didn't come to play. Like they're also there right, to they, win. And they're gonna work their butts off. They also have their country's best players. <laughs> you know, they're also gonna have a good day. It, goes, it, it goes back to the Asaf Ali four sixes. When we when that moment happened, we didn't say anything about the bowler because <laughs> we weren't concerned about that. Yeah. Well, uh, so that's that's I think that game. <laughs> uh, <laughs> now Australia and New Zealand are there, and that's the last thing we wanted to talk about today. Uh, what are you thinking? What are you what are your thoughts on this game on the final tomorrow? Very difficult, <laughs> honestly. I think New Zealand has the edge, but uh, Australia has the fighting power, so it could very well be like Pakistan Australia match where if Australia bats second they might uh, cover the score in the last few overs because they they like to explode in the last overs uh, but the, the bowling attack from New Zealand is pretty good uh, Bolt is going to come in swinging the ball and uh, Finch obviously uh, had trouble uh, with the swing of Shaheen Afridi so if Australia bat first I don't expect a really high total uh, and it's just going to come down to the quality of the pitch and how it responds in the second innings. But if Australia plays second, I think they might take it. Yeah, I uh, definitely think Australia is going to win. But oh, yeah? I, I also, every time I underestimate New Zealand, they prove me wrong. So <laughs> I, I have a very bad way of judging them, I guess. They're, I'm not They're silent it. assassins. <laughs> and 2015 World Cup, they lost to Australia in the final. They make it, man. They're not very loud. They're not very explosive, but they're very clinical. And they're very nice. I, I don't I don't mind them uh, winning. I just don't see how the team that beat Pakistan 
yeah, will lose to New Zealand. You know, because Pakistan was the strongest team, man. And I feel the way Australia batted in the second innings, um, it was just good. really good. I mean, I don't see lapses in their batting and i do see lapses in new zealand batting new zealand batting at the top has not been impressive at all um so my concern is there like i, I guess it really does kind of depend on the toss again but i do think australia can chase as they did i think pakistan need bowling was better overall than and has more depth than new zealand bowling and if australia can perform the way they performed against pakistani bowling you know, we got a left arm spinner, a right arm spinner. We got pacers of three different flavors. It's 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 a really amazing bowling attack that Pakistan has. And Australians really achieved the highest total against that bowling attack. And so, chasing, yeah. Yeah, and, I, and that's why I, I have, I give high marks to their batting. Now with bowling Australia, I, I know their bowling struggled in the beginning of the tournament, but they've been just getting better and better. It sounds like, and you know, Pakistan did make good out of their bowling and scored a pretty good total. I don't see New Zealand able to really do that though, because uh, New Zealand, I mean, the spinners Zampas is did really well. If Cummins maintained this form, he's going to do really well. And then they still have um, Hazelwood and Stark and Maxwell. Uh, Hazelwood went for the most runs against Pakistan, uh, but everybody else was really good. I, I agree with you on who the favorites are for sure is Australia. But then again, it's T20 cricket. Australia did beat Pakistan. South Africa did beat England and New Zealand can overcome Australia. So that's the beauty of the game. And we'll, we'll, we shall see tomorrow. We shall see tomorrow and then we'll be back again next week with another episode and we'll talk about and recap this final game. Hope everyone enjoys the game and feel free to follow us on Crick Electuals on Twitter. During the game, we'll be sharing some tweets. Come talk to us, engage with us. And until next time, have a good one.